Bill Michaels Show. We are glad you're here. Happy Friday to you. Happy Fish Fry Friday to you. Got windy and a little bit snowy outside. It looked perfect earlier today. I was outside walking around the yard. I had, um, in the Tiki Bar, there is a, uh, when that thing was built, uh, and I didn't build it, but uh, when that thing was built, there's a gas grill in there. Really nice uh, Paradise Escapes gas grill. And uh, there's a cover for it. And back when the windstorm hit, I, it never dawned on me that the cover was gone. So today was a day a little bit warmer out, nice. Earlier this morning, there was no wind. So I was out walking the yard today. I found the gas grill cover in the Arborvitae's trees that was just hanging up there. It's been there since that windstorm we had not too long ago. Remember when the winds got really, really crazy here in the state? And I'm sure you do. It's maybe three weeks ago, something like that. Uh, it never dawned on me that that thing was gone. But sure enough, it was it was hanging in a tree on the backside of the property. Um, so I went and picked that up today. But uh, it was nice this morning. Now, I've, I looked out the window a little while ago, and there's snow flurries flying around, and the winds have really kicked up. But uh, they keep telling us uh, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. Uh, you know, get through this. Get through the next couple of days. And uh, it's it's going to get into uh, what we can consider warmer weather. Now, I, I will say this. I mentioned this yesterday. I saw one of the weather forecasters say, this might be the last burst of winter. And I thought, well, you haven't been forecasting in this area very long, have you? Because there's no way. Uh, today is 28 and windy. Tomorrow, 21. But after that, we're in the, the low 50s on Sunday, 50s on Monday. Uh, close to 50 on Tuesday, 60s on Wednesday, 60s on Thursday, and it goes a little bit down from then on, but it doesn't get below 45. So maybe we don't have the hardcore winter burst, but I still don't think we're out of the out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Sean says, yeah, I tore my Christmas lights off of the house and the roof. That was some nasty wind. I agree with you, man. It was crazy. Why do you have his Christmas lights up? Some people leave them up year-round. The, the lady next to me. Now, I, you can't see it. if I even, even if I put it on the Bud Light live stream, you can't see it. But her house, uh, and I've talked about this before, her house, she, still, she put leaves of Christmas lights up year-round. You can't see it. it, if, you, if, you, if you're watching on the live stream, if you look at the tiki bar, like where that black pole is in the middle of the screen, you can barely see a little next to the Arbor Bodies, a corner of the house, and on that house, on those gutters, is uh, the Christmas lights. She's got them perfect. They all stand straight up. They're all perfect, but uh, keeps the Christmas lights up year-round. So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Here's the thing. She at least takes the yard stuff down. Now, I know people that don't do that. I've seen yards where they leave the yard stuff up year-round. They just don't light it. And that, oh, my God, that's like crazy. Drives me nuts. So the yard stuff's got to go. You, you know, you at least got to take the yard stuff down, right? Sure. But, yeah, there's some people that leave the yard stuff up year-round. Huh. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> it's a northern Wisconsin thing. Couldn't, couldn't get them down before the wind. I get it. I get it. Well, the wind half a three. I, I wouldn't take my Christmas lights down. Now, I don't put up a lot of Christmas lights. But if it's if there's a ton of snow on the ground, I'm not getting up on a ladder and climbing around on my roof and taking down Christmas lights. I'm not doing that. I unplug them and I wait for warmer weather. And once the warm weather hits, that's my day. I circle it. 
I, now, this year, the one stupid thing I didn't do was all the little stuff on the tiki bar when you see, like, uh, around the bar where you've got all the little uh, signs and everything. I didn't take them down this year. Usually I do. And, man, I paid a penalty for that because I'm going to have to have them rebuilt because they just got shredded. The weather, the cold, the ice, everything just got on them. It broke stuff apart. Uh, the fake palm leaves and all that stuff just got shredded. It's it's all gone, so I'm going to have to replace all that this year. But for the most part, it kind of withstood the elements pretty good. So I'm not, glad not I've gotten it. a manual on homeowner, on, on how to, you know, oh, yeah. keep and maintain my home on this show. Yep. Yep. When you When you get a home, Ben... I can help you out. I've learned a lot. The one thing I need to find uh, in the Milwaukee area, I got to find one of those uh, guys that do like mud jacking where they jack up uh, sidewalks and stuff. The sidewalk on the backside of my house leans towards my house now. And I got to get it to lean away from my house because I don't want water coming in. That's the one thing. Water's a killer. So whenever you buy a home, that's the first thing you look for. The roof has to be solid and the foundation has to be solid. Those two things. After that, you can do whatever you want to it. Fixer-upper, non-fixer-upper, bugs in a wall, whatever. You can get all that taken care of. But water, water sucks. Oh, my God. That's the one thing that you can't. It, water just destroys stuff. That's why I'm a seltzer drinker. <laughs> yeah, you hate water to run out of you, that's for sure. It'll find the path of least resistance, start leaking down your leg. So, so be careful. Oh, man. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. John says, uh, when are you going to get your first home, Ben? Probably when we pay you more, right? Well, yeah. A couple more years, a couple more failed relationships, and then we'll see. Uh, uh, Okay, there you go. Mark says, if you get your first home, make sure you get a home that you can have an extra bedroom so you can get a roommate to cover the cost. See, that's the way you do it first. If, if you're if you're gonna get your first home and you're single, find somebody that you can that that can move in that can kind of share it with you. If you already got an apartment, buy the house and at least then you have the house. You know, then you've got property. Then you've got something that you can because you don't want to rent from somebody that's got the house. You don't you don't want to keep pouring your money into a rental. So what you do is you find somebody that's got a or you buy the house, find somebody to take with you and say, hey, I'm buying a house. You go look at it, try to get that two bedroom thing, and you're good to go. Um, but in the apartments and you're just kind of throwing money away at that point. Oh man. I had buddies in middle school that they, there were actually two families that shared the same house, parents, four kids. It was crazy. I'd never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. And, and that's the other thing is you, when you get a house, here's, here's the other thought process. When you get a house and you're living on your own and you got somebody that's going to room with you, the pro- then you start to become anal about it because it's your house. It's your property. So the old days of, ah, who cares, you know, let them clean it up when we move out. Then it becomes like, no, this is mine. Quit, quit, spill, quit, quit peeing on the floor, you know. Hey, you can't pee in that potted plant. You can't do that. You know, that type of thing. Who went in the garbage can, you know? Yeah, your house sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my house is, oh, see that? My, uh, Kristen walks into my house, and, she's, and I'll be, like, cleaning. And I'm kind of anal about it anyway. But she says, your house Every time I come here, looks like it should be on Better Home and Gardens. It's, 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 there's, I cannot stand things out of place. Like the keys have to go on the key hook, you know? When I get my mail, it goes automatically up to the office. It can't sit on the countertop or the countertop looks cluttered. You know, I like, um, I just like things clean. 
I just pick up after myself as I go. I actually put dishes away in the dishwasher and all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Uh, John says, "Looks like only one more day of winter in our forecast tonight. It's going to be the coldest night. Uh, it's going to look like December, and then after that, we're good to go." I'm I'm all for that. Hey, it's it's if we're going to talk mid forties, fifties, and sixties next week, I'm in. Count me in. My only wish was that I had the motorcycle out of storage. So on the day it's going to reach 65 or 70, I could jump on the bike and go. It's a different, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a different wind in the spring versus, you know, October. It just it just is. What are you talking about, the motorcycle wind or like the wind wind? The wind wind. Ah. It's, it's, it's uh, when you start to get that southerly wind, it feels 10 times warmer in the, in the spring than it does as the cold winds start to blow when it's 65 in the in the in the winter when it's, you're starting to head into winter you know so i uh i'm not a it, it's just different i can't explain it for anybody that rides or anybody that works around outside you just know what i'm talking about you finally get that spring wind man that little bit of warm air and you're like oh it just feels so good but 65 with wind in the spring is a lot different than 65 with wind coming out of the summer and into fall in october it just is I don't know why, it just is. Um, hey, uh, Mark says, you're going to hate the thongs hanging out in the shower. Hey, you know what? If it's not my shower, I don't worry about it. When when guests come here, that's a different story. I clean up. But my shower is my, your room is your room. My shower is my shower. I'm good to go. The rest of the house and the living space is clean. I keep it clean. That's the way it's going to stay. And then here's the other thing. I do that when I'm at other people's homes. I'm actually the guy that picks up. Um, Whipper over on Twitter has his undies in a bunch. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, there you go. That'll go down in infamy. Hell, yeah. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up if you should choose to do so. Timothy says, uh, no way I keep Zedaria Smith after having back surgery. You can only imagine what he's going to be like coming into this season. You don't know. I mean, he said, uh, Zedaria said that he's, he's never felt better, that finally all the pressure is gone from his back. The problem is once you start to have back surgery, I, I mean, I don't know all the specifics, but once you start to have back surgery, it doesn't get any better. It just relieves pressure. It, it usually leads to more down the road, and that's that's what I would be fearful of. You know, now he's been out an entire season, now going through an off season, So who knows? Maybe he strengthens the core, he really works on it, and things get better, and he's got two or three years left in him before. There's, but once you start having back surgery, it's like knee surgery. Once you start having back and knee surgery, it doesn't get better. All you're trying to do is stabilize it because it's always going to erode. It doesn't ever get better. Once you cut away like torn meniscus, okay, they say, oh, we'll go in, we'll clean it up. It feels great. But you have less meniscus in there. You have less car- You have less cushion between those knee bones. And eventually that's going to continue to deteriorate. It just does. There's certain things that you can have surgery on. You can repair, you know, shoulders. You can tie it together, strengthen it, get the core. You can be good. Backs and knees, just it, it all you're doing is is trying to stabilize the inevitable that's it so you don't know how he's going to be um 
Sam says a guy that can hit and get on base consistently in a playoff series where they lose right by three runs per game. That's what the Brewers need. They haven't had that in a while. You're right, man. Completely 100% agree with you. They haven't had that. Postseason-wise has been a, a massive disappointment for the Brewers. Go all the way back to a couple of years ago prior to, um, you know, even when Christian Yelich was at his peak. The only guy that was really hitting was not any of your big power hitters. Christian Yelich's bat was quiet. Lorenzo Cain's bat was quiet. I mean, everybody just went quiet. So I, I completely agree with you. They need somebody consistently. You know, and again, it's easier to say because if you look at a guy that hits consistently throughout the season and all of a sudden goes quiet in the postseason, well, sometimes it's just a postseason and the way that you're, you're, you're facing other good teams that have better matchups against you. You know, do you feast on good pitching? Do you feast on a pitcher that has an ERA sub three? Do you feast on a pitcher that's that's got a really good whip? You know, that's one six, one five. Do you feast on those guys? Are you able to hit consistently against them versus the guys that with a whip of two, two three, two five? You know? And if you can't hit the good pitchers, then most likely when you get to the postseason, you start to face these better teams with better pitching matchups, you're gonna struggle. We've seen that with the Brewers. You see that with all teams, though. It's not just the Brewers. I mean, it's 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 making a statement of the obvious. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, Carson says, where are you going to be on opening day? Well, are you talking on opening day of the actual season or opening day for the Brewers home opener? Brewers home opener most likely going to be at Stenny's. Opening day... Uh, unless we end up finding a spot down in Chicago to go to, we're going to be right here where we're normally at. I still think we could probably go somewhere and watch the game. And, you know, because the game is going to start at one twenty, which means pregame gets underway at 1, or on many of the, the network stations for the Brewers. We're going to end up going over to uh, Internet, YouTube, uh, and podcast the program on Spotify, I, Apple iTunes, and on, on Google. So we'll probably be in those realms, but... We'll really push that. We'll really push our uh, our our app, so you can get us there. But uh, but opening day, unless we do something down in Chicago, chances are we'll be right here, where we normally are. Where we normally are. Uh, stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Three more segments yet to go. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Been telling you about uh, the charitable aspect of Gina Della from Pella the entire time today. But for Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, they've got some choice words for you. Choice words. That is choice. Have a choice. A lot of companies, they offer the, the vinyl windows. And there's one. Here you go. This is what we make. Take it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it, my friends. Because Pella Windows and Doors, they've got six different windows to choose from. Two energy-efficient, budget-friendly lines of vinyl windows. One, the Impervia window, which is like fiberglass, but it's stronger than fiberglass. Okay? Then there's three different luxurious wood windows, traditional to contemporary. That's six. Count them six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six different lines to choose from that can fit your, your need or your budget the economical factor of it all. And right now, the best part about it is you choose 18 months, no interest, or you can go 300 bucks off each window, $700 off a Pella entry door system, or 1000 bucks off a Pella patio door. And those are fantastic, too. Whatever you choose, just be sure to book it by the end of the month. It's that simple to get the deal. You can set up your free, consul free consultation right now. 
You can call them 855-PELLA, P-E-L-L-A, 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI, or set up that free consultation simply by going to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. So, Ben, did you see Auburn got upset? I just noticed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Auburn got knocked off. Big loss. Auburn got beat by Texas A&M 67-62. They get drilled. And that, uh, now, I don't know how scientific this is. I believe it is. Auburn's loss leaves a clear path for Kentucky now to be a number one seed by Sunday night. They have the number one seeds now being Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, and Baylor, unless, of course, Kentucky wins the SEC. Auburn now goes to a a two-seed with Wisconsin, Duke, and Kentucky, unless Kentucky wins and knocks off Baylor. Then Baylor goes back to a two, Kentucky goes to a number one. But that's where things stand right now. Purdue being a number three seed. And also with uh, Lenardi, he has nine Big Ten teams in the tournament. Indiana getting in the tournament with that win that they just uh, had over Illinois. So some upsets early on that have some meaningful uh, stance when it comes to the seedings in uh, in the uh, NCAA tournament, or at least the projections for the seedings. The Big East getting seven teams in, the SEC getting six as of right now, the Big 12 with six, the ACC with five, Mountain West with four, Pac-12 getting only three teams in right now, uh, and then the uh, the West Coast Conference getting three and American getting two and going from there. But, yeah, how about that? Auburn gets knocked off. And uh, so we'll, we'll see how this all shapes up, but, man, what an exciting day of college hoops so far. And Indiana just laying the wood. Was loving it. Oh, Auburn loving lost it. to now-haired Buzz Williams. Yeah, how about that? He's like a Play-Doh pumper. <laughs> Remember that? When you used to have the uh, the, the haircut Play-Doh guy? Yeah. You sit him in the chair and you squeeze the Play-Doh and his hair would grow and you'd snip it? Yeah, Buzz. By the way, Buzz Williams um, talked about something about his mom. How his mom helped him with defense. I, I didn't see the whole thing, but his mom was quoted something about his mom helping with defense. Tom Oates had it, too. I think Tom Oates put something out there about it. I saw it over on Twitter, but I was just kind of scrolling through. But, yeah, so Buzz Williams with Texas A&M gets the win, knocks off Bruce Pearl. Those two know each other, obviously, from years here in Wisconsin. But then there you Bill, go. Bill, his, uh, Tom Oates tweeted, said, leave it to Coach Buzz to come up with the, quote, mother-in-law defense. It's just but There you go. A defense that pressures you Mother doesn't in law. have to do with his mom. Okay. Okay. I, I, I just saw something pass, and I saw Tom had something about it, and I'm like, I don't know what that means, so I'm just going to keep moving. So, okay. The mother-in-law defense that pesters you. Hmm. Okay. Wouldn't know. Well, there you go. The quote from uh, Buzz Williams today. 
But some good stuff in the in the uh, in the conference tournament so far. Got Rutgers up on Iowa right now, thirteen to five early on in the first half of that contest. Uh, this is from uh, Cheddarhead. Cheddarhead says, uh, "Hey, unit, love all the Brewers talk today. Do you think the Brewers pick up another starter? Or are you a little concerned about their depth?" Well, we were talking about that earlier. Um, it's not that I'm concerned. It's just that you don't usually get through an entire season um, without having issues. You, you'd like to think you will, but you don't usually get through a season. They've got Alec Bettinger at AAA, uh, D- uh, Dylan File at AAA, uh, Ethan Small, the lefty, Nick Bennett, the lefty, all of those guys down in, in AAA right now. Uh, Josh Lindblom, don't forget, is down there. So they've got him down there. Um, trying to think who else. Those are all at AAA. Um, so Josh Lindblom would probably be the guy to, to get the call with the experience. Uh, but there's Mejia. He, or Mejia, he would be the guy that would get a call. So you could go in that direction. Then... Um, Miguel Sanchez is another one. Topa, uh, Hobie Milner is another one that you could always go to if you had to bring up some arms. So they've got some arms. It's not like they're completely bereft, but for a while there, you had like seven starters on the, on the, on the roster. And now you got five solid, maybe six. Uh, but maybe you would go in that, de- but most likely you're just going to get an arm, somebody that you could bring in, get a starter to if you had to. Uh, you hope it's not any kind, anything long term, and, and kind of go from there. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I I'm I'm I think the Brewers, I think the Brewers are going to have another move in them in the next three days. But right now, I think it's just trying to get everybody into town and trying to get everybody, uh, get all their, you know, their, uh, their, their physicals done, make sure everybody's in good health, and then get them out on the field as quick as possible. Also, I will say this, with this being a weird beginning to spring training and a shortened spring training and a hurry up to get to the regular season, and then on top of that, another hurry up to, uh, to play a lot of games, I think injuries you're going to see more prevalent, which is the reason I don't have a problem if they go after depth. If you're going to go, you know, and, and, and start looking at free agents, if you, you may say, why did they bring that guy in? Because of depth. Depth is going to be an issue this year. I really believe that. Uh, 877-867-1670. Um, Sam says uh, Aaron Rodgers is just one of 36 starting quarterbacks to ever win a Super Bowl so far. For the life of me, I cannot understand why having just one is used against him. Um, Sam, because he's been so good and he's had that opportunity. And he hasn't capitalized on it. And because, and I said this yesterday, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they, they, they screwed the bar. The bar used to be get to, and you're like at a different different echelon. You know, you get a guy like Joe Montana, you get Terry Bradshaw, you get some of these guys, Troy Aikman, they've been there numerous times, won multiple rings, okay? There's that level because they were in these teams of dynasties. 
And then Brady came along. And now the whole standard is, you only got two? You've had Hall of Fame quarterback play for how long? You only got two. You know, between Favre and Rodgers? That's the reason. And because he's been to five NFC Championship games. He's won one and won a Super Bowl. He's had multiple opportunities. Uh, but it's it's it's... I've defended Rodgers in the sense that some of those opportunities weren't it wasn't because of him that they didn't get there bad defenses stupid plays things like that that's the reason the last couple of years when the chips were down and we've seen good quarterback play over and over and over and over again in in wild card and divisional rounds for teams just to get there and we've saw Rodgers fail that's the reason people look at it and go well he's a postseason failure you're paying a lot of money for regular season wins and statistics, and he's a postseason failure. And now, getting older, you can't argue with that. So I, that's why I keep saying, this year, do what you want to do. I don't care if you win 10. I don't care if you win 17. But once you get to the postseason, that's what it's all about. This whole thing about, you know, just just get to the postseason, that's all you knew. New, 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 new. Now, if injuries, a lot of injuries, besiege the team, it is what it is. But if you get there and you have a good, solid team, much like you did that, and you had guys coming back this year, if you have all of that trending in the right direction and you still fail, no. And your offense looks inept, no. That's on Rodgers. This is about getting to a Super Bowl now. That's the reason you're paying them the money, period. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our buddy uh, Sean and the gang over at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Whether it's epoxy flooring, polyurea coating, painting that interior room that you need painted, he can get it done from Green Bay to Milwaukee to Madison, everywhere in between. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That's epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Or call Sean, 262-443-2852. 262-443-2852. And tell him we sent you. They're good people over there. Go ahead and give him a shout. Good, good stuff. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If you are looking for a place to go this weekend and you're going to get out maybe for a breakfast on Sunday, you're looking for some pancakes. Social House, great place to go, and they're going to be back up and running fully when they open up their new edition, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. I was just over there the other day. So say hi to Dan Della, the owner over there, his wife Allison, and Emily the bartender, and all of them at uh, Social House on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls, right uh, up against Brookfield, Wisconsin, which is uh, the area that they are in. So stop over and tell them. We said hi. Hey, a reminder again, two weeks from today, we're going to be live. We're going to be at Albanese's from 5 to 7, 5 to 7, Albanese's Roadhouse on Blue Mound Road, right next to Menards. Going to be over there raising money for special spaces, and I'm going to do, be doing some celebrity bartending. Gina Della from Pella is going to be there. It's going to be a good time, but if you can put it on your calendar, we're going to pimp it a lot between now and then. But please come out and join us uh, coming up uh, two weeks from today, 5 to 7 during happy hour. We're going to be behind the bar. And uh, don't get crazy and start ordering Manhattans and stuff. We just, we're slinging beers, we're making a few mixed drinks, a couple Jack and Cokes and Captain and Cokes and Captain and Diets and bring it. Glasses of wine, I'm all fired up for that. We'll do that in a heartbeat. So uh, looking forward to that coming up. Um, 
Steve says, happy Friday. I was so pissed off at MLB and the owners uh, this week, but now all is better. Thank God they got a deal done, and now I can have my my, uh, my nights of sitting out on the deck with a beverage and listen to Bob Euchre call the home games. Uh, like many, I have been on the Get Anthony Rizzo bandwagon, but then I think that is a possibility. It's more of a long shot at best. American Family Field with the bat would put the Brewers as the favorite to win the NL Central. Uh, if they stay healthy and uh, their pitching staff performs as they have the last couple of years. I do have a question for you. How do you think Hunter Renfro will fit into this team? Is he an everyday outfielder? How does he fare defensively? Uh, safe travels this afternoon and this evening. Great weekend. Uh, Steve, that's a great question. Renfro is, is going back to what uh, Kevin Holden said. He said, when you talk about a guy that's got power at Petco Park, and that's kind of a cavernous place that balls go to die, and then you put him in a place like, you know, American Family Field, man, you know, the power numbers you would hope would at least either stay the same or go up. Now, as far as the batting average goes, if you can raise the batting average a bit, that'd be great. Uh, you can even use him as a DH if the outfield prowess, and use Tyrone Taylor out there as well, if the outfield prowess is not the same. But uh, but I think you're at least stable in the outfield. Now, the one thing you cannot have is a bunch of injuries, obviously. But uh, but I think you're pretty stable depth-wise when it comes to your outfield and the ability to hit the baseball. Now, there's some flying the ointments here. You're counting on Christian Yelich. You're counting on Lorenzo Cain. You're counting on Renfro. Get those numbers. Tyrone Taylor, between him and Keston Hira, somebody's got to catch fire. you got to get some. You got to get some hitting. Somebody's got to catch some fire and got to be able to give you some stick. That that that's hands down. You got to get that. But I, I think uh, when it comes to the, the defense, I you're not going to get any major complaints. Put it that way. As long as you just kind of roam it, throw it in, don't create, commit a bunch of errors, and you let Lorenzo Kane kind of cover as much ground out there in center as he can, you're good to go. And, and Lorenzo Kane has not shown any signs defensively of slowing down. So defensively, I'm not concerned. I'm more concerned about the consistency of the offense. Again, circle it, 4.2 runs per game. You average that or better, you're gonna with that pitching staff, you're going to win a lot of ball games. I mean a lot of ball games. But things are going to change this year. And again, you're going back to the DH. So my assumption is that the pitching staff is not going to put up the same numbers they did last year because you're going to face more hitters. You're going to face better hitters. You're not going to face pitchers. You're not going to face those double switches and all that kind of stuff. You're going to face more hitters, pure hitters this year. So I, my assumption is in the National League, you're going to see the, uh, the, the ERA or whip of every pitcher maybe go up a little bit, a tidbit, just because you're going to be facing more quality bats continuously. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Fresh right now, it just came in. From betonline.ag, the conference futures, the odds to win the AFC championship, just been updated. Number one, Buffalo Bills. Number two, Kansas City Chiefs. Number three, Denver Broncos. Broncos now, third favorite from betonline.ag to win the AFC. I find that interesting because after that, it's the Chargers and Justin Herbert, and they just picked up Khalil Mack the Baltimore Ravens, and then the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, followed by Tennessee, Indianapolis. And Indianapolis, they're at 14-1. to 1. They don't even have a quarterback. Indianapolis is 14-1. to 1. They don't even have a quarterback. How the hell can that happen? Then Cleveland, New England, Pittsburgh, Las Vegas, Miami, Jacksonville, New York, and then the Texans. 
the odds to win the NFC. Packers, number one, 13 to four. San Francisco, number two, five to one. The Rams, 11 to two, followed by Dallas, Arizona, Philadelphia, Ben, at 14 to one. What has Philadelphia done in the offseason that has impressed you? Nothing. There you go. Through just osmosis, they're 14 to one, tied with Tampa Bay. Then they're considered a better favorite to win uh, the NFC than the Minnesota Vikings, than the Saints, the Commanders, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Seahawks, the Bears, the Giants, and at the very bottom, the Detroit Lions. I know it sounds crazy, but maybe Carson Wentz going back to the NFC East just boosted their odds. <laughs> then you've got um, the division winners, uh, the Bills. In the East, uh, the the Ravens to win the AFC North, even though Cincinnati beat them twice this past season. The Ravens are picked to win the AFC North. Uh, the Titans to win the South. Then the NFC East, the Cowboys, followed by the Buccaneers in the South. The NFC West would be the Rams. And, uh, and the, well, they don't have the uh, one, two, three. One, two, three. They don't have the West and the North. They don't have the AFC West, and they don't have the NFC North. Hmm. There you go. They don't have those two uh, two laid out. So there you go. That's the odds to win in the NFL this year. So my assumption is the Packers are supposed to be picked to win the uh, the NFC North, and the AFC West. Um, you would probably say the Kansas City Chiefs followed by Denver, followed by the Chargers, followed by the by the Raiders. Just by the way they've got them panned out right now for the odds to win the AFC championship to begin with, Kansas City, Denver, then the Chargers. Those three teams back-to-back-to-back following Buffalo, and then the Raiders at 22-1 to 1 odds to win. So that's the, that's the assumption is anyway. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. we got another segment of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, if you're heading downtown this weekend, downtown Milwaukee, that is, and you're going to go check out the Admirals or anything else for that matter, um... Don't forget, stop over to MKE Brewing. MKE Brewing. They've got the craft beers, and right next to it, Bottle House 42, and some good food. Terrific place. And keep that in mind come summertime because they have that rooftop patio. They put music out there. It's it's a really cool venue. Overlooks the Fiserv Forum in downtown Milwaukee. Don't forget, MKE Brewing, 9th Street, downtown Milwaukee. Uh, stop in. And tell them we sent you. And it is, uh, it's an eclectic bunch of people. I'll tell you that right now. Stop in and tell them we said hi. Uh, ben, you said you think it's weird that we haven't seen Roger's contract yet. I got to wonder if it's signed. It was more of a question. I don't know if it's weird. I'm thinking about it. Because the days go by, and he said all the reports were wrong, but we haven't heard anything official. I believe that right. he's coming back. But I, is it No, he's weird? coming back. Yeah. But it's a little but weird I we think- haven't seen it officially like this is the contract these are the details yet i think we haven't seen it because he hasn't signed it yet 
That I mean, you don't see it until it goes through the Players Association and then it gets ratified and or verified or whatever they want to call it. But because then it goes once it goes there, then it becomes, you know, you can you can get it. You can get the public the public knowledge on that. Um, I think he hasn't signed it yet. I, I cannot fathom for the life of me the numbers that Ian Rappaport put out there would be wrong. You have to get them from somewhere. Right. You don't just make it up. That's what I thought. See, I and, and I know people want to say, no, no, no. He said, no, what he said was those numbers are wrong. It's a cap-friendly deal. So people made it made it sound like it was fifty million a year. Remember, he said he didn't want didn't want to be the highest paid and this and that. No, it's a cap friendly deal. My assumption is that the numbers are right, but maybe there's they're pushing money down the road, or they're making it really cap friendly in the first two years. But I got to think that all of that is true. Uh, you know, don't I. I, I you just now maybe you can be off by a few million, or they're going to tinker this, or he's going to say no, I gave this back, or what, whatever. But, but I believe me. I mean, this whole thing all along, going back from what I heard, Diana Rossini of ESPN, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, others in the business have been. Everybody's heard the same thing. Everybody's seen the same numbers: fifty million a year. He wanted to be the highest paid player. And if he didn't want to be, then don't put, don't sign it. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe he listened to this program and I said, look, if you're going to take all the money, then you can't say you didn't want to be the highest paid because if you're going to put pen to paper, then you want to be the highest paid player. Maybe he said, guys, no, let's do this. Maybe he is going to take less. I don't, I don't know. I'm waiting to find out. But I agree with you. It's, a, it's an oddity that after all of this, it finally comes full circle and we still have not seen this, that, that he's finally come back. But we still have not seen the numbers. My theory so, is and, uh, he saw Rappaport and all those all those reports of 200 mil. And in order to spite them and despite all the media, he's going to completely change the contract and take like 10 mil a year. If, that, if, that, if that's the case, it'd be great. It, the, the bottom line is the guaranteed money and what they're going to do. Because, you know, if the 153 million is correct, then it's still over 35 million a year. It just, I mean, you can say, hey, this the next two years, I'm only taking $2 million a year. That's fine. You can do that. But the guaranteed money is the guaranteed money. Eventually, it's going to come due. So in three years or four years, you're going to owe him a, a whole buttload. So, and it isn't going to matter. Now, you're hoping that that salary cap goes up enough to where you can just absorb it and be back to even. But but I, I do. I think it's a little strange. We and Then again, um Maybe we're waiting for next week I, because he's not a free agent. So I, I don't know how that works. He's not a free agent. So you can give him a contract extension without having to worry about next week being because next week's free agency and Monday is the legal tampering period. So that shouldn't matter. That shouldn't matter at all. Do you think so, there is a date where we're like, okay, now it's a little weird? Yeah, if we haven't heard anything about Devontae and if we haven't heard anything about Aaron Rodgers by next Wednesday, yeah. Really by Monday. 
because Monday's when the legal tampering period gets underway, and that's when you're going to want to try to get Devon, De, Devondre Campbell. You're going to want to try to sign Jair to an extension. My assumption is over the next 24, 48, maybe 72 hours, you got a lot of lot of numbers starting to be thrown at you. I think you have to. Because otherwise you're going in, because otherwise by the time the new league year begins, which is next Wednesday, you have to be on, you, league rules state you have to be under the cap. Otherwise they can start taking draft choices. So for you to be under the cap, you have to be able to fit Devontae and his, whatever that number is, 18 and a half to 20 and a half million, you got to get that in. You got to get Rogers' deal done. So you're not going to wait until next Wednesday morning to get all this done. My assumption is by the time the legal tampering period gets gets underway, you're probably going to have this thing done by next Tuesday. All the numbers should be on our desk by next Tuesday. A Pat McAfee you know? Tuesday. How perfect is that? Yeah. And even then, I don't think Rogers talks about the deal. I, I, I think he more says that contractually he wanted to get guys in under you know under the under the cap he wanted to you know give the team enough flexibility to buy additional talent but no i it's it's a great question because you have to be if you're going to start negotiating with another player on monday during the legal tampering phase and say hey we're going to pay you this you got to know what you have to spend so if you want devondre campbell i have a feeling jair Devontae and Rodgers. Rodgers deal first, Devontae second, Jair's third. Cutting loose or renegotiating with Zedarius, maybe even renegotiating Mason Crosby, just to grab yourself a couple million bucks here or there. Maybe even redoing another couple of deals. You've got to get all that done by next Wednesday, no later, because you have to be under the league. When the league year starts, you have to be under the salary cap. So we got all of that yet to come. It's, I, my, my thinking is it's going to be a wild weekend. And if you're Rodgers and those numbers are real, not that you're going to slip it in anywhere under the radar, but the talk, if you're going to do it, do it late tonight. On Friday night, Rodgers' deal is blank, you know, whatever it happens to be. And that way it's old news come Monday, and that way not everybody's ripping them, even though we're going to pay attention to it like crazy. And not everybody's saying, yeah, I see you needed to be the highest, highest paid player. We'll see. But if, you, if you're going to do Rogers' deal, get it done today, slip it by everybody tonight, make it old news come Monday, and then have Devontae, Jair, Zedarius, Crosby, Preston, all these guys either cut, in, whatever, and that way you've got your money and you're ready to go with your salary cap by Wednesday of next week when the new league year starts. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking is when all this is going to come down. That's why, you know, for as much as we're paying attention to conference tournaments, and, and believe me, we are. I mean, I can't wait for tonight because I'm going to go to this meeting and I'm going to try to, you know, haul ass back to the uh, Oconomowoc area, and I'm going to go uh, to a restaurant tonight, and we're going to watch the game. But for as much as we want to pay attention to this, I don't count out breaking news when it comes to the NFL. I think you're going to hear about some contracts being done, a lot of numbers between now and probably Sunday. The end of Sunday, because, like I said, the uh, the legal tampering period gets underway on Monday, and you got to know what you're going to have to spend, because you got to be under the salary cap by Wednesday, and th- and then you have to be able to fit those con those contracts in as well 
under the salary cap by Wednesday when you start ratifying those deals. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot stated between now and then. So you, you might have done the right thing by not going to Chicago. Are you feeling bad that you're not going to Chicago now? Are your friends giving you grief? No. No, I'll go another time. It's an easy yeah. trip. I don't like the whole, you know, crap show that is the, those days when everyone's out at the same time. You know? Yeah. Like, I'd rather go visit them on a more low-key weekend. But Okay. I got it. I, I see where you're coming guilty, from. guilty, right? It's the Big Ten tournament. No, it's a Big Ten tournament. It. You got, yeah, you got a lot going on. We got we got a lot we're paying attention to. Michael, want a date this weekend? What? <laughs> well, I'm throwing we're, it in with what? only ten what? seconds what? left in the show, so I don't have to talk about it. What? Really? <laughs> okay. Do we know her? Have we met her? <laughs> That's I. Uh, I don't know. I think Wait, we. What, have I, to... what, what the hell is that? Wait, let me, we know her. Let me play the music. Have we, ha, have we seen her strip? <laughs> <laughs> That's. <laughs> I said, do we know her? You go, eh. You know, hey, Chelsea Charms is back. Yeah, she's in town. <laughs> she brought her sister Alyssa Alps, and, and Ben's taking him out. Send me pictures nice. from Cruising Chubbies later, then we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's it. Ben's off dating strippers and watching Big Ten Tournament. I'm heading out to a meeting and then out to a, to a restaurant called Boondocks tonight. We'll all reconvene here again on Monday. We'll let you know how the weekend goes. Pay attention, though. Numbers are going to start flying. They're out. Time for us to go. Till then, have it going. Boop. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.